Welcome to Black Man in a White World, where we talk about me, a black man. In this crazy white world. Oh, we're going to get to that. See, I'm going to talk about arts and entertainment, but oh, we're going to touch on that too. Okay, go off. All right. Hey everybody, this is Mike. And this is his white roommate, Grant. And on today's show, we're going to talk about how we became to be this dynamic interracial duo. The best interracial duo. Since peanut butter and jelly. Wait, what? Next, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room. You probably know what it is. Big old racist elephant. And if you don't? You probably racist. You're going to tell me I'm racist again, aren't you? Yep. Knew it. And we're going to finish off by talking about what we're watching on TV, because what better way to pretend there's nothing wrong in the world than some good old television? Oh, I love TV. I bet you do. (sighs) All right, let's get into it. Let's do this. So, Mike, how did we meet each other? We met on a website for guilty young white boys to find black friends to make them feel better about themselves. Called Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, um, we actually, we met in our screenwriting class yeah. at Chapman University. Screenwriting Intensive with Michael Schiffer, right? I don't remember which screen, it was some irrelevant screenwriting class, but... Yeah. It's where yeah. you all sit in a dark room and there's a light shining on you and then you have to act out the scenes that other kids write. It was pretty much Barry and our teacher was... Pretty much. Harry Winkler and... He actually control. also looked like Harry Winkler, which he is does. hilarious that you say that. He does. He looks like Harry Winkler and Louis, uh, Louis Black. Yeah. If they had a baby, which sounds terrible <laughs> describing That it. would be the most obnoxious old white man possible. He's just a lot of hands. He just comes out as an as a old man, as a baby. Benjamin Button, actually. Exactly. Yeah. But great, great professor, great teacher. Uh, yeah. And that is how we officially met, mm-hmm. but... I think you said that I intimidated you or something like that when you first met me because I was black. I don't uh, know. Nope. You're... False. <laughs> that is not, ex- that's not at all what is happened. Is that fake news? Yeah, that is definitely fake news. No, um, no, I remember because you had posted something on Facebook, actually, where you had said like, oh, and this was like a year after I we post met. a lot of shit on Facebook. That's true. Bunch well, back shit. then, no one really uses Facebook now. But. Yeah, because fuck Facebook, let's be real. <laughs> I still like it. Well, yeah. That's another topic entirely. Right? Fuck the people who use Facebook, not Facebook itself. The people who use Facebook, the people who make Facebook, and the people... Well, okay, I guess I shouldn't say that in case this podcast is ever on Facebook, but (laughs) we're off to a great start, aren't we? Um, It's too late now. Yeah. Well, you posted something on Facebook, and you talked about how, you know, certain people at the school, I guess, had said that they were intimidated by you when they first met you. Do you remember this? Sure, I feel like I said that every day at that school. Yeah, well, you, know. you posted it one time on Facebook, and for me, I, I reached out and I said, oh, hey, I just want to let you know, like, like I remember, like, when we first met, we were in Schiffer's class, and, like, the only reason I was intimidated by you is because you were one of the, like, older screenwriters in the class. Even so I got we your were... white guilt started at an early stage. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Oh. I, I did mean, my I job. felt like I was already on the path to white guilt, like, prior to meeting you, and then just, like, that just lit a fire, you Perfect. Know? It was yeah. like, I'm like the Medusa of, like black civil rights i just like look into white boys eyes or white people's eyes and i'm like yeah. feel guilty and then you oh. turn to like guilt stone it's instant yeah it's just it's petrified I'm sorry petrified i by apologize guilt. that uh that i put that upon you and then now you're stuck with me for how many years have we lived together uh seven is this gonna be the seventh year yes i think so 2013 to now but we didn't always live together 
At first, you live with some other people, but yeah. there was a point where, like, obviously Chapman screwed me over because mm-hmm. it's a white institution, and that's what they're designed to do. Yeah, but I heard after, you made a video about that or I something. I did. I made a video about that, and I cried, and I whined, and I complained, and spoke my truth, and they said nothing in response because, you know, why would they? And now you have a podcast. Yeah, but, yeah, so after they screwed me over, I think I was, like, subtly homeless for a second because mm. statistics and yeah what was going on with you at that point you you were like in between houses or something in between houses or some shit and then out of nowhere there was this apartment that i really wanted to live in mm-hmm. looked it up at one point and then you uh i think dm me at some point was like oh we have a room available and it came out of it was like you didn't even know that i was looking for a place and it was the place that I wanted to live. So I was yeah. like, cool, I'll do it. It was the same apartment build, building, right? Like same you had already exact one. checked. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And I didn't even realize that. I realized that like after the fact, I think. Yeah. So it was all fate and destiny. And then seven, seven years later. Still petrified. Still, yeah. Still <laughs> living guilt. together. Still guilty as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> still guilty living in your white guilt. Yeah. But I, th- I mean, we talked about this a little bit and we can get into this later, but. I don't think guilt is that bad as a motivator for things. A motivator for what? What do you what do you A motivator. Well, okay, I guess this is more of a question that I want to pose to everyone listening. Is guilt bad? Because in my opinion, feeling guilty about something doesn't necessarily mean like guilt doesn't necessarily have to be a bad feeling. It can actually guilt can actually inspire you to do really good things. Like you see a w- little old lady walking across the street with a, two bags of groceries. You feel guilty. Oh, I feel like I should go over there, but uh, I don't want to. But oh no, I feel guilty about it. I should go. And yeah, so go it, I think her. guilt motivates you to do that. It motivates like the human in you. If you're guilty about something, that means you have you have a human quality to you. You should be feeling bad. You should have some kind of remorse about any situation. Because uh, if not, then you're just like some statue who's like I have no feelings and. I don't give a fuck what happens to people. Yeah, it's. I think guilt is a conscience. Guilt or guilt is a consequence of conscience. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But that was a random tangent. I, yeah, I've never heard a white person say that before. Uh, well, yeah, because normally <laughs> it's either I feel like white people are always like eh, white guilt, or they're like, oh, that guy's so white guilt. Like, so I so it's established if we haven't established it like ten times over. I am an African-American male, <laughs> and you are a white Caucasian male. Yep. European-American male, I guess I should yep. say, since we got to be equals here. Cause why Why do I, that kind of like pisses me off. That's like, I always have to get the African-American moniker, and then it's like just white person. Yeah. I'm I like, shit, you came from somewhere it. too? You yeah. came on a boat just on a different part of it. Yeah, let's be real. I'm not a Native American. I didn't, like, we didn't come from here. You damn skippy. Yeah, we colonized this place. We came from elsewhere. And fucked it, everything up. But we get to pretend that we're, quote unquote, just American. Fucked everything up. Yeah. That's why, that, that's why the whole anti-immigrant thing is so, is so funny, because it's like everyone in America, except Native Americans, are immigrants. I, I feel like everyone knows that. Honestly, any time that someone is saying something like completely racist, offensive, sexist, I'm like, you know what the hell you're saying, but I think you just... Hit a certain level of stupidity where you just don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you hit the wall and you're like, "Well, this is this is okay." Yeah. You're like just, you're like the dog in the fire, and you're like, "This is fine." 
Yeah, but except you started the fire and you're like literally sitting in it like this is fine. Fuck, I like I'm I'm fl- flame retardant. Yeah, well, I mean, if you started it, then obviously you didn't think about the consequences of it very very much, or it's what you wanted all along. Is it is it easy or is it hard living with the black person? I'll tell you one thing. Uh, it's surprising to me, and I know this is something that we're going to cover later, but. It's surprising to me after having living, lived with you for seven years, the amount of people on Instagram or Facebook who are suddenly waking up to, to racism or waking up to all this terrible stuff going on. Yeah, they waking up and I'm trying to go take my ass back to sleep. I'm like, <laughs> right? I'm like you, guys are, you guys are 30 years too late. I yeah. am tired as hell. They're like, oh my God, America is racist. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> Take yeah. that damn black square off your damn Instagram because you know this shit. If you want to speak up about, you know, Black Lives Matter and racism, you're mm-hmm. going to do this shit 365 days a year because it don't stop. It don't sleep. It ain't no trend. You know, it's, this Pretty is much. real life. Yeah. So, so for I'm me, I, not that I'm saying like, oh, I'm so woke, but I, we have these conversations every day. You know? Every day. I don't, I don't think I let you go a day without me like coming into a room and be like, Let's talk about black lives. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. I, I, I pretty much use you as a soundboard for like yeah. anything and everything that I want to complain a bitch about to the world. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's accurate. But, you know, it's, it's interesting. And, and it's always, there, there's, it's funny the, the sheer amount of ways that people can be racist in different contexts or how that can like apply. Like it's in the workplace, it's in dating, it's in, uh, family relationships. It's like on Facebook. It's on Twitter. It's on Instagram. It's everywhere. It's that everywhere. Shit is, that shit is trending. That shit is worldwide. It's on yeah. tour. Yeah, and it's been on tour for for centuries. Like it's like it's like you too. Like go home. Yeah, no like, I'm tired. Shit, leave me alone. I'm like yeah. at at a certain point, you think something like this would just like fade out from memory. But I guess. A lot of those people who have perpetuated the systems and used the systems are still alive. Like mm-hmm. people who are on the other side of civil rights and writing these laws and shit, like they still, you know, 80 years old, 90, 70, mm-hmm. you know, they still alive. Like, yeah. Well, the what was it? The the little girl who was the first um, girl to go into a um, non-segregated school, 65 years old. Yeah. She's only 65. She's only 65. She's younger than like Maggie Smith. Everyone's younger than Maggie Smith, but like Dame Maggie Dame, Smith, yeah, Dame Maggie Smith. Anyone yeah. with a Dame or a Sir in front of their name, yep. that's a celebrity. That she's younger than all of them, which is crazy. It's not that long ago. And all of those white people outside that were so angry and like jeering at her and stuff, those people are still alive. Yeah, and the thing about that, yeah, the, the, like the yes, pretty much the same cops that were spraying motherfuckers with water hoses in the '60s are still in charge of the unions in. And the police station. So, like, wow. everybody, like, no one died and went away. The yeah. same people who were putting on hoods and KKK and all that shit and burning down our houses back mm-hmm. in 1967 are still alive right now. Yep. So, what, they just retired and said, you know what? Uh, the Civil Rights Bill passed, so I guess I'm just going to give up racism. <laughs> yeah. Hell no. Nah. Them motherfuckers are still out there acting the damn fool. They're just sitting a little more in the discreet. fire. They're sipping their tea and they're being like, this is fine. Yeah. And I'll be damned if I let these motherfuckers ruin my shine. Yeah, seriously. And so that's just an interesting that's just an interesting observation. That's one of the copious amounts of observations, you know, that you get from just perspective and, and just having conversations like every day. Like that's one of the, the cool things about, you know, our relationship is and our dynamic. Yeah. 
I mean, if it's not nerd stuff that we're talking about screenwriting and movies and stuff yeah. like that, it's definitely like a two hour conversation about how we, I don't know, how we vote and what are our policies that we go or align with and stuff like that. Even though I don't really give a shit too much about it because it's all, <laughs> it's all just some, some bullshit at the end yeah. of the day, red or blue. It's all rigged at a certain point. It's rigged. The whole yeah. system is rigged. That's my conspiracy theory that I'm sticking with is that it's yeah. all rigged. And I feel like everyone knows that. It's just that mm-hmm. we're just going to pretend like our side is winning. Yeah. Or the right side. Do you think, so living, so let me ask you this. So what's it like living with a white person? Because uh, we've been living together for seven years. It's, I'm honestly... Uh, it's kind of, I, it gets on my nerves a lot because <laughs> like, I want to walk around the house and I want to be able to, to use the N word when I feel, and I want to be able to, you know, talk and act the way that I do around my family. And, I, and no one's telling me to change how I act, but it, I want that it, on record. It just, it just gets tiring. Cause I'm just tired of ex- explaining like what I'm saying or yeah. changing the tempo of my, of my dialect and things like that. Like code switching and stuff like that. Pretty much. Yeah. Cause everybody's like, huh? What you say, huh? What's I, that, huh? I'm just so sick of hearing huh from white people. Like, I'm just, <laughs> that's up to you to figure out what the fuck I said. I don't know. Download Duolingo or something. At least some new bonics or some shit. I remember the first time I heard you on the phone talking to your parents, and you sounded a little different. Yeah. And it was one of those things where it's like I, I kind of I realized I was like, oh, that's interesting. But I didn't really like take it into consideration entirely until it had happened a couple times and then i was like, i mean there's oh, a I see. there's a whole dialect because like at the end of the day you know our language was stripped from us the thousands mm-hmm. of languages we could have had or did have you know back yeah back when black people were forced to come here but over time we just developed our own language and way to way of speaking so whether you you're aware of it or not if you live in circles where you are around a lot of people that look like you african-american black i don't know whatever you know from africa anything like that yeah there are there's a certain way of speaking and talking and carrying yourself that isn't necessarily picked up or recognized by white people so yeah i'm sure there's stuff i missed which i love because i could just talk shit and i'd be like what do he say i don't even know yeah every so often thanks to the internet now we catch things we catch things yeah like, y'all- Y'all be learning. Y'all be stealing shit now. You be on Urban Dictionary stealing yeah. our shit. On TikTok, co-opting it. I'm sick of that. <laughs> if I Sorry. see another damn, like, seeing, like, a seven-year-old or eight-year-old, like, little white kid teaching people how to crip walk, I was like, oh, shit. That's when I knew 2020 was going to pop off. Oh, no. Wait, <laughs> really? Crip walk? You didn't see that? No. Yes, there was, like, how-to sea walk videos. Oh, and it's, like, little white kids just God. teaching people how to do the crip walk. And I'm like... What? How to crip walk? Like, do you understand what the crip walk is? Are you teaching not. me this? I was like, oh Probably yeah, twenty twenty gonna pop off, <laughs> and then that's when bombs started going off. When was everything. this? When was this? January virus. This I don't. It was like January. It was right at the start of the month. Yeah, and I just I remember seeing that shit, and I was like, wow, this is where we are. Yeah. It went downhill. But it also led to the protests and shit we have now. Now you know that's them, true. them same white kids out there seat walking and shit for Black Lives Matter, and I'm like, okay, I guess. Yeah, that, that, how, mm, how do you feel about that? Let's ask, let me ask you. Uh, feel about what? <laughs> how do you feel about all of the white kids protesting for Black Lives Matter now? I love it. You do? But I mean, white people have been protesting for shit for years. It's just not enough. I yeah. just think there's, it's the momentum and it's the how loud they're protesting. But yeah. I mean, there is, there is this idea that some people are doing it just for the clout or just for mm. 
to look good. But hey, if the result is something positive and benefits the well-being of people and human beings, black people in this case, then fuck it, get the clout. Get, Do it. get on the bandwagon. Yeah, jump on this bandwagon. This is a good-ass bandwagon. It's like Chelsea Handler said. She's like, the country is only getting... I mean, this is this is slightly different, but the country is only getting browner and gayer, so you better get on board. Right? Yeah. Brown, gay-ass America. It's about, to be, <laughs> it's about to be popping off, and I love it. I love yeah, every bit of it's it. It's amazing. This is, this is our, our true form. This is United States' true yeah. form. Because we've always been weird, but now it's more fair. We, or hopefully it's moving towards a more fair, better weird. Yeah. Yeah. Except for we still have some some glaring problems that are still sticking around, you know, about those old people we're talking years. about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't talking about just old people in general, but mm. uh just our government, you know, it's a little like mm-hmm. they're a little lost right now. They need they need some guidance. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking about those Kentic clots right now. And that's a Democrat. <laughs> I didn't so. even I forgot about that. So much happened in the last week that That's some shit. I, okay, not no offense. Yeah. See, I love be, being the person to say that now. Okay. But that's something I would expect you to do. <laughs> like I just expect to hey, come home one to- day. <laughs> you're just wearing a Kenti cloth, and you're just like, Mike, I understand now. Well, I, I was gonna say we went to the Black Panther um premiere and we went together? Yeah, we went together. I think oh, it was okay. you, me, Damn, I have no possibly Kaylin. You see that? I had to go, yeah. We have two other roommates, by the way, as well. Oh, yeah, we do. We should talk about them at some point. Yeah. But we went to the Black Panther screening, and did you wear a dashiki or not? I feel like you did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I came looking like I was straight out of Africa. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. That's my movie already. I've seen it like 12 times last week. Oh, that, that movie fucking rules every part of it there's nothing wrong with it let a neckbeard try to say some shit that's wrong about it i'll go to his house and smash his computer and beat him with it because i'm that that's that's the movie i don't give a damn yeah he's like oh civil war is the best of all time i wish it was (laughs) the only black panther's in civil war too yeah he's in civil war that's why civil war was good exactly same in infinity war because guess what black panther was in that yeah he's in all the best ones yeah um, but see, I was uh, my point with that being that I was like, see if I, if I did wear a dashiki or kente cloth to that, that would probably be grounds for divorce. But that would have been the only moment in which, if I yeah, me and my craziestness it, would ever have done that. I mean, there's some other crazy shit you probably have done. But if, yeah, <laughs> if I true. didn't buy it for you and I, we didn't plan this, then yes, that would have been oh, that would have been a divorce of this this uh, interracial <laughs> friendship here. Yeah, I'd have played hell no. Nah. So when yeah. I saw Nancy Pelosi and them wearing it, I was like, come on. Oh, there's man. so many other things you can do. You literally write laws, and your ass decided that's how you're gonna make a change. Like, <laughs> it's just I think so I know funny. what you should be doing. <laughs> Like, come on now. I just don't know whose decision that was. Like, who thought that was a good idea? I don't know. She'd be tripping. She got, she ripped that paper and did that little sideways clap. And now she just said, like. She thinks she's in, right? Yeah, she's she like, thinks I'm she's gangster in the club. now. I can do whatever I want. I'm she's like, like, all right. I, I am the cookout. <laughs> That's why, remember I had my phrase, anytime people would do something, like trying to talk some shit and they thought they were so revolutionary or so cool. I'd be like, okay, Nancy. Because mm. it comes from her. Because <laughs> Nancy that, Pelosi is doing clap. the most. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. Like Nancy Pelosi has done some pretty legit stuff. Oh yes, hands down, yeah. she's a great, phenomenal woman. But yeah. no Kim take off. Put yeah. that shit down. There's a, Take that shit yeah. off. That's that at that point. That is virtue signaling in a, in a really just like gross kind of. She way. might as well put on some dope, uh, some Bo Derek braids. 
<laughs> and some barrettes and I don't know, suck on a little lollipop, walk out with some spandex on and some <laughs> some new balances and <laughs> be like, Y'all, what's up? A lot of be like, you might as well just if you're gonna appropriate us, you might as well go all the way. Yeah. Go and go get completely for it. canceled. Yeah. No, I like Nancy, I guess. So let's talk about the elephant in the room. Okay. And my like <laughs> I'm like, there's so many analogies I can make, like the African elephant in the room or the white elephant in the room. I guess both of them. Are yeah, I'll, I'll talk. How about I'll talk about the white elephant in the room. You talk about the African. All elephant right. In the room. So what we're talking about, what's going on right now in the United States? Well, the yeah. world, actually, something that's yeah. been going on for forever. But right. what social media and recent uh, tragic deaths of uh, black men and women and trans women have brought to light. Yeah. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. I mean, then, there's there's names. There's just lists and lists of names, yeah. which is, I mean, it makes me sick, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it makes me sick physically, which has been weird. We've, like, I've, I've noticed. Yeah. I've had, like, physical depression and physical ailments based off all of this stuff. But... Kind of been going on, like, pretty much this whole time. It's yeah. Been, I mean, it's, 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 it's getting crazy. I, it's, it's gone beyond just, like, the ha-ha, like, you and I joking and talking about black and white issues and putting each other in the hot seat to, like, now I'm actually, like, wondering, like, oh, do I need to let my family know and write a letter? Like, if I ever am hanging from a tree, I did not commit suicide. Like, do I need to have a declaration, like, a tattoo on my body or something that that proves that, like, I did not intentionally do this to myself if something happens to me? Because I'm just like, that could happen. Maybe yeah. maybe it's sensationalized, and maybe I'm just like getting paranoid because of how the news reports it. But I don't know. There's been what four or five of those deaths, at least five hangings. Which that is that is not it's crazy coincidence. That's crazy. It's yeah. and it, so in yeah, and they're all suicides. Like there's I know I know that's a serious issue, and that happens every day with people all around all around the world. But this frequency and this consistency and even just the reporting of it yeah is different and new so like it's yeah it's it's crazy so like so what do you think it is backing like backtracking just a little bit what do you think it is that started all of this right now what started what yeah like what what's racism? what what's different this time <laughs> like, what's that right shit yeah what's different this time that that well, hasn't think, been there before i think what's different this time is the same thing that's been different with with a lot of stuff, like the whole reason we made the joke about, you know, certain things streaming or trending on TikTok and stuff like that, the way yeah. how information is being released now and things are getting popular or being sensationalized, whether it's coronavirus or racism, something like that, anti-racism, things like that, it's just 10 times uh, more than it would be before because we're all stuck in the house. Like it's, yeah. everyone's on quarantine. It's three months in, we're all tired, everyone's fed up. So even the Karens, well, not all the Karens, some of the Karens and some of the Beckys are out there like, oh my God, like racism is bad. So like it's <laughs> that's how it's it's reached yeah. them now. You know, like some people are turning off Gossip Girl and they're like, hold on, Becky, it's like, oh my God. Like so like it's just it's it's <laughs> it's nuts. Did you hear about this? Racism? Yeah. Did you oh, hear about that? And like, because I'm definitely like I appreciate the sentiment and I appreciate people reaching out to me, but they're you know, every now and then, like, there is the, the person I'm like, I haven't talked to you probably in 
20 years, but it'd be like, remember we went to school, um, preschool together? And yeah, you've gotten a lot of messages, right, since all of this started going down. Yes. It's like, it's like someone died in my family, but like someone that everyone knew. And I'm like, it's, it's intense. I guess everyone's That's mourn- a good way of putting it. Everyone's mourning ignorance. <laughs> They're like, man, I'm like, RIP, like being ignorant to racism. Now yeah. I have to look at it. Now I have to see it in the face. And I'm like, I, okay, here's, here's what I think has been going on for a long time is that as white people, if you don't have any, as all of them, damn, look at as you. all white people, damn. I'm going to okay. say this in America, American white people. If you don't have a direct relationship to someone who is a person of color, black person, um, I think it's very easy to ignore the 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 struggle and the stories of people, uh, like people of color and black people. And um, they, it shouldn't be that way. It's like it shouldn't. No. I don't have to know someone from a Middle Eastern country to be like what. If someone dies there, someone is harmed there, someone's in danger there for me to to listen to them and hear their story and feel bad for them right. and want them to be safe. I don't like I don't have to know someone personally like to to feel to empathize with them or sympathize with them. It shouldn't be that way, but no, it has it's become that way. And and part of the reason I think because of that is because we've gotten so good of at zoning out and distracting ourselves with everything that's going on in our like like the the yes, like the rate of information is like so much higher than it's been like thanks to the internet, thanks to social media, um, but also we, there's so much more distraction than there ever has been before. And I mean, I love it now because like now, uh, I mean, I don't love what is occurring, like the right. situations that has brought us to here. But I love right. that now that people try to escape, they like turn on their Instagram and it's just like how to be a better ally. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what Black Lives, mean, uh, Black Lives Matter means. Like, it's just yep. constant. Everyone's bombarding everyone with this information. You can't escape it. And I'm like, good, because that's what my black ass had to deal with every damn day. Well, you know, like, I don't think I've ever posted an Instagram story save twice in my life. And because all of this is happening, I felt like posting some stuff on my Instagram story. Do you ever feel, do you ever get nervous about, like, feeling pretentious or, like, Whatever that virtue Oh, yeah. Or... Absolutely. Um, also, what, what word were you thinking of? What? You said whatever that word is. Virtue signaling? Oh, virtue signaling. I also, I, I mean, like, I do believe that virtue signaling is something that just racist people have come up with to make people who are on the fence or nervous not want to post at all. I feel the same way about virtue signaling that I feel about guilt. And I think that that's not a bad thing. It's not. Now I've seen, I've read, I've read because people have been punching, but uh, people have been posting a bunch of really good, helpful information. And one was on like the different types of activism and activism that is for virtue signaling versus not. And that's been really interesting and eye-opening learning about that. But in general, I think signaling your virtues, especially if you're someone who has a platform is a good thing because then it unites people who agree with you. It could turn some people on to your like, oh, that's, you know, this person I know believes this, so therefore it's okay if I believe it. And it also, you know, separates people who don't think the same way as you. And yeah, it's like, fuck it's, off. it's like casting <laughs> a wide net out there and then, like, you might catch some fish that are, like, that agree with you. But yeah. you might, it might also just piss some people off. Like, you might piss off a, a distant ant or something. And it's like, well, bitch, I ain't fucking with you no way. So just delete <laughs> off of Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> and so like I, you know, I've avoided posting anything on Instagram 
because for one, I don't really use it. And for two, like, I think it's one of those things where it's like, there's different people who follow me on Instagram than not. But I decided I was like, no, there are people who follow me on Instagram who I think I want to see this information. So there's like five people that I'm thinking about that I'm always posting. That you're just targeting? Yep. Damn. And I'm like, I'm posting this because I want you to read you, it. You're doing it like old school MySpace style. Like, I'm going to yeah. change my motherfucking song on this MySpace page because I want this one person to know to I'm To Papa Roach. Yeah. <laughs> the scars remind me, you know. Oh, my gosh. Turn, what is it? Break my life into pieces. This, this is, is my last resort. That's you. Just on Instagram. Right? Yeah. Oh, I posted songs on MySpace lyrics all the time wanting my crushes to see them. All oh, yeah. the time. Oh, I mean, I I did. I would move the the top eight around. Oh, I would, like, I would that's, yeah, that's, and I would be petty as fuck. You go from petty. top one to top eight, or I'd make a top twenty four. With you know, getting there. Oh, we yeah. were all like mini coders and shit back when we were younger. Yeah. So I'd make like the top twenty four, and I'd move your ass all the way to twenty three. Be <laughs> like, I want you to see that shit. You didn't drop all the way down from one to twenty three. Yeah, hell yeah. I would. I, mean, I even did. I mean, I had my own little Black Lives Matter moments back in the MySpace days. I used yeah. to purposely put like Nina Simone songs and stuff with my yep. my background and shit. Because I'm like, I want everyone to know that I'm black. Like no one. <laughs> Like no one didn't know, <laughs> but I was. But don't you ever forget? Yeah, I was like, I want you to forget. I want. I'm gonna have a Black Lives Matter music. I'm gonna have some Black Power music. I just got Hell Martin yeah. Luther King speech just playing in the background. Like, My version of that was like I would have death metal songs and then gym class heroes, and I'd be like, I'm also cool with hip hop. I also had gym class heroes. Yeah, that was. I think gym class heroes was a MySpace band. Yes. Like they like they got popular on MySpace. One of their mo- most famous songs was about MySpace, and. Did you remember that one? Yeah, yeah. They they basically were MySpace gr- group. Yeah. They it's so interesting. I feel like thinking back to like MySpace, it just kinda explains why something uh like how we're treating this situation right now in Black Lives Matter. The reason why it's it's blown up the way it did, because like this is just this is just the, the thing of the of the time right now. Yeah. Like so many other times in the past, what, 10, 20 years. It's been a new service, a new type of phone, a new video game system, mm-hmm. or something like that, or a new social media platform. Yeah. But right now, it's like, you know what's fucking popular? Like, diseases and racism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, is, that shit much. is trending now. And it's, it's something that's been going on forever. Yeah. Well, do you think we could have had this moment without COVID-19? I mean, I was going to have this moment without COVID-19. I'm going to tell you that. I, I, I would tell you that people were probably going to be racist to me and I was probably going to get yep. pulled over and mistreated mm-hmm. if COVID did not happen. But I'm talking about all the Beckys and Karens coming out. Yeah, and, well, the and Beckys and Karens, they they probably would have been good. They would have been chilling. They would have still been watching Gilmore Girls drinking wine. Mm. But now they're like, oh, I got to go protest. I'm like, yup, get your ass up. Go yeah. out there and protest. I think the Ken version of it is like, um, you know, playing video games. Like, I I was playing a ton of World of Warcraft in my room. What's zoning a Ken? Out. A Ken is a male Karen. Really? There's a I thought I just call them all Karens. I was like, fuck no, a gender. We gonna just put y'all all Karens. Okay, well I support. First of all, I support just making Karen uh, gender neutral, yeah, non-binary. For, yeah, it's like, a gender neutral, term. non-binary blanket term. I don't yeah. care who you are. You could be a, a seven foot tall, burly man who works as a repair auto shop or something, and I'd be like, you a Karen. If you, you could be a cop. Yeah, you call the cops on someone unwarranted because yeah. they was walking their dog sideways or something, then yeah. you're a Karen. Yeah. So I, I, I prefer that, but I okay. did read so that Ken's. the male version of a Karen is a Ken. Okay, I know. Learn something today. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I feel like I was a Ken 
in a lot of ways because over the last couple of months I was just been zone it checked out. You know, I just tired of COVID-19 news, tired of the government just being crazy, like tired of just like nothing going on. And then, you know, all of a sudden they started popping off and I was like, oh yeah, reality is important too. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, for when I started to see this, this change was obviously with uh, Ahmaud Arbery because mm-hmm. uh, right. those guys weren't even technically cops and that shit happened. So yeah. the, no one should be able to get give leeway or or just be able to get away with this cop or not. But the fact that it was just two people in their neighborhood who just or three people in their neighborhood who decided to chase this man down and then murder him, yeah. like I was just like, oh my god! I was like, we're we're back to we're back to that. Like the, we're back to the darkest moments of the of the sixties, the darkest moments of the nineteen thirties, the darkest moments of of you know post-slavery we're back to that we're mm-hmm. like you're just killing people in cold blood there's not there's not a drug offense there's not he i was fearing for my life and i'm an officer of the law and i want to return home to my family it was like we don't like this guy he's walking through our neighborhood he looks suspicious we're gonna chase him down and kill him and yeah. there's like and the fact that people are still arguing about uh why or not it happened or even with the most recent uh killings they, people the fact that people are still arguing about like why it should have happened, that shit is what messes me up. Because I'm mm. just like, how do you... If someone died, a human being died, it doesn't matter who, what, when, where, why, and how they died, but if someone died, the fact that you were challenging and, and questioning it and being like, well, they shouldn't have... That should never be a sentence that comes out of your mouth. Agreed. Because would you want someone to say that shit about you? Like, what if you died? Like... I don't care who we, you know. I'm I'm talking to you people from my hometown, Bakersfield, most because I know I see a lot of y'all being all the ones that's trying to justify why these people uh, ki- got killed in the first place. But mm-hmm. if you wanted some, if you passed away and then someone was like, "Well, Becky, actually, that one time she didn't tip her guy at Starbucks, so like, I think like she's not that good of a person, so she deserved to die." Yeah, she what? deserved to die, and the I hope fuck? she burns in hell. <laughs> that, that's a quote. <laughs> Yeah. Right there. That's a relevant ass movie. Yeah. It Ugh, is. I'm fucked up now. What is it? A time to kill? A time to kill. Samuel L. Jackson is a is a goat. He is yeah. the he is the greatest of all time. Yeah. Man, that movie fucked me up. I saw that shit as a little kid. Imagine seeing me a movie too. like A Time to Kill as a little kid, and I'm watching these men chase this girl down. Uh they they brutally attack her and rape her, and then they go to court. They get they what do they get off? I don't uh, think, yeah, I think so. They're acquitted. They're acquitted or something. I don't even know. It makes my stomach hurt just thinking yeah. about the fact that or, it, it or was it even a trial? I can't even remember. It, whatever happened, they yeah. almost walked away, and then Samuel L. Jackson blew their ass up with a shotgun. He killed their ass, and then the, then the movie twi- uh, shifted. Now he's on trial. Yep, of course. Uh, yeah, but then that that cold, that line where he's just like, "Yeah, I killed him, and I'll shoot him again," or whatever he said. Yeah, it's. Uh, well, I remember it because it was, it was like he parodies it in Chappelle's show, and he goes like, "Yes, I, I'm glad. I hope. Oh, now I'm messing. Oh, up. I hope they burn in hell. Yeah, yes, yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. It, see, okay, that's just that's just a movie. Yeah, that is that is trying to highlight a one particular moment. Mm-hmm. So if it's if it's being told in movies and film, how do people not that. know it's an issue? I was thinking about that because there's so much media, even, you know, even in school, we read certain books, like whether it's like 
um, you know, the one that I'm thinking of is To Kill a Mockingbird. That's like the most obvious. Yeah, it's like, like required reading. Yeah, it, I think everyone in America in school, in public school at least, has read To Kill a Mockingbird, and even in private school too. And, and somehow, as when they get older, in the ten years, fifteen years later, all of a sudden they forgot. Yeah, it's like it's like people just and it's but it's not just in that it's in all you know movies and TV shows and it's becoming more so relevant. Not even just the unfair killing of black people by police, but um, you know just just black stories in general like have been coming more popular and there's been more stories that are being told in media and it's been a storyline in on social media over the last couple of years, whether it's Oscar so white or whatever, that it's been, it's been this relevant issue. It's like, Oh yeah. Racism, you know, is it affects people and it's, and it affects people in every industry and every story. Um, and that has been a storyline that has, has been happening. So the fact that white people in general can, can ignore it and go about their day and literally have dinner, you know, or or literally from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed and just not think about it or not remember that it's going on or not recognize it, even, you know, even if it's on TV, they can t- turn the channel and forget about it. Yeah, I wish I could turn the channel. Yeah. Like, because it doesn't matter if, like, if George Arbery or uh, Ahmaud Arbery, George Ahmaud Arbery. Lo- yeah. Floyd. Yeah. See, I, I mean, that happens a lot. I begin the names mixed up and stuff. It's just too many people. Like, mm-hmm. even right now, saying their names... It kind of it like make it makes me get chills a little bit because I'm just yeah for some reason every time I say their names I keep imagining my name in place of it which is very creepy and dark damn man uh and the I think all of these situations it's like it wasn't that it's the elephant in the room like it's something new or that it's something that we weren't aware of it's just that everyone we've been ignoring it for so long and like. As as a as a as a country, mm-hmm. like I don't you know obviously like there's a group of black people or a large population of black people that we're not ignoring it. There's a large population of yeah. black people that are not ignoring it. Yeah. There's a large you know there's social justice totally out there. There's there's people for civil rights. There were people trying to bring attention to it, but I think as a collective, we've mm-hmm. been trying to find ways to move on or or ignore it or, or move forward, and we didn't we never solved the issue. We just kind of yeah. like put a band aid on it. But we do that all the time in America. That's our favorite thing to do is like, well, we'll come back to that later. It's now is not the right time. Never the right time to talk about mass shootings. Never the right time to talk about police reform. Never the right time to talk about anything else. Right? Yeah. We, we like, we, it was never the right time to talk about mass shootings. Now you, like, it was never the time to talk about gun control. It's yeah. never the time to talk about violence. Yeah. And now this shit is at your front door and now you're looking sick and stupid. And it's yeah. like, if you would have dealt with this stuff like a long time ago, yeah. like 200 years ago, at 100 years ago, 50 years ago, then maybe we we would be in a better place than, than we are right now. So yeah. The crazy thing to me is that it just took the world falling apart because of a global pandemic for, for this to, uh, you know, finally pop off. Yeah. And that's where I think that the mass distraction culture and, and you know, I mean, you and I, we're both writers. We both want to work in entertainment. It's just one of those things where it's like, at, at a certain point, like, we 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 went through, we everyone as people in America jumped through hoops to ignore problems and ignore shit and there's so many ways to do it covid-19 comes in no more music festivals no more concerts no more uh, going to the movies yeah you can stream shit on tv but that only lasted 3 months and then guess what we started paying attention to the world again like uh, we started giving a shit and yeah. i feel like that's one of the things that as a culture and as a people we need to start doing more of 
and that this time period has actually kind of awakened in us. It's like, oh yeah, you wake up from your you know slumber and you realize there's actually a lot of shit outside of myself that's going on right now. Yeah, I mean, there's still so much work to be done. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, I'm going to start with your ass, and then I'm going to work my way out. I'm going like, <laughs> to use my controlled variable white white group, which yeah. is my roommate, and then from there I'm going to be like, once once I make him live in his guilt long enough, then I'll go <laughs> branch that shit out to the world. Well, okay, I guess to wrap this, this part of the show up for a second, what would be, like, asking a question for all the white people who want to know but maybe you're too scared to ask you directly? You're asking me? I'm asking you. So this is a question from all white people to you. Okay, white people, what do you want to know? Here's what the white people want to know. What what do you feel is the best thing that we can do for you specifically right now? For all white people can do for me. If every white person (laughs) in the world gives me one dollar, that will solve racism. Uh, (laughs) Done. (laughs) Done. Um, No, I think what... What I want personally, speaking for me personally, Mike Thompson as a black man in America, because... We are not. We don't have one collective brain. Um, is that? I think it's just compassion and trying to understand and remembering that I'm a human being, and and listening and true and trusting and trusting the human in me. Like yeah. there there are things that this outside world may put upon me. Like oh, I might not have a certain amount of money. I might not have a certain status. I might not uh, follow every law to to a T. I might not you know aspire to be this perfect saint based off of some religion but all those things were created by man and all those things are flawed we've been changing that stuff for years think of how many times Mm -hmm. bibles have been rewritten and how many times laws have been rewritten and how Mm -hmm. many times governments have been reformed we know that shit ain't perfect so don't if you're basing people off of that shit that unperfect that imperfect uh man creation then you already are fucking up but if you're if you're judging and basing people off of the human, the human in them, which is starting with they're a human, they, they deserve to live, they have a life, they, they and that life uh, can't amount to good. If that's what you start off with when you meet new people, then I feel like I feel like you're on the right track. Like if I, I'm, I'm totally OK with people walking up to me and seeing like, oh, that's a black man. That's totally fine. I don't get pissed off, like never erase my color. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah acknowledge who I am. Yeah. But if. You look at me and say, oh, he's a black man, and then you go straight to the negative? Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Yeah. Because then I have I have no other choice. If someone is, is thinking immediately negative of me and wishes harm upon me, I have no other choice but to become defensive or protect myself. Mm-hmm. So when we are wondering, why, why are these people taking tasers from the cops, and why are these people running... Because if someone is jogging down the street and walks by a wooden house and looks into the house... And then those neighbors from that house come and chase him down, record and kill him dead in the street. Don't you think that you would run or try to fend for your life too if that situation uh, happened to you? Mm-hmm. If I like, it's 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 actually happening. So why are people so confused? We are. Everyone says that those cops or the cops always get off most of the time because they said they fear for their life. But did everyone ever question or think about those people that are those men and women that are dead now didn't fear for theirs because their life actually was gone and taken. Mm-hmm. I think they feared for their life too, and they had every right to fear for it because it was taken from them. Absolutely. So yeah, look at the human in me. Look, that's what I just see me as a human first. But yeah. and 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 if you see the black and the mohawk and the piercings and all that shit afterwards, that's cool. But <laughs> human first, yeah. rest later. Yeah, because those things are choices. 
The yeah, human, you, you don't have a choice. Yeah. Black, you don't have a choice. Black, I don't have a choice. Being a human, I don't have a choice. So that's yeah. stuff you should respect me for. Yeah. Yeah. That's, right on. That's what you need to uh, do, white people. <laughs> <laughs> that and the everyone please send $1 too. Might yeah, everyone Venmo me $1 also because that will solve all your problems. Yeah. Solve all your problems, solve all my problems. Right? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy if you got everybody send me one dollar. I'll buy racism and throw that shit in the trash. <laughs> um, so what? What do we want to talk about now? Since we hit that heavy ass elephant in the room, I know there's so much more to talk about that, but that's why we have a show. That's yeah. That's gonna we'll, be the ongoing topic. It's never gonna go away. Yeah, never gonna go away. The 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 posts, the Instagram posts, the Insta stories, they might go away, but racism is. Racism is here, and I'm here, here to fight that motherfucker till that shit is weak in the knees. Yeah, take him down. Yeah, take take yeah, take all that shit down. And then the process, sexism, homophobia, ableism, yes. all that shit. We gonna knock all these motherfuckers out in, yeah. at one time. Yep. Yes. Make because a sign for all you, of that. Until you respect everyone's right to life, whether they be you know all you know anything under the sun, you don't respect anyone's life. That's my opinion. I agree. Uh, but yeah, since we covered that and yeah. uh, touched on that today, uh, what have we been watching? Speaking of distraction I'm, culture. Yeah. we what have, what Because we do have to distract ourselves a little bit, from, especially from racism 24-7. That's You lot. have to. So I basically just watch black movies that just talk about racism. No. Um, <laughs> I, what have we been watching? Uh, well, we finished Insecure. Oh. So good. I think this is the best, one of the best seasons just that, of television period I've seen, you know, co- comedy-wise. Like, yes, it's such a great show. Comedy it, and drama. It showcases, like, black love, black black intelligence, black ignorance, black, uh, I don't know. It's just it's so many storylines that, yeah. that you don't get to see on regular television. You still can't see on regular television because that shit's on HBO and that yeah. shit is expensive. But... There is, there's Blackish, but I feel like Blackish is always about... You know, Blackish is cool, but it's like the difference between like Blackish is like the Sesame Street of like yeah <laughs> of black culture. You're, you're, you're catching white people up to speed on it. Yeah, that, that we put a nice bow and ribbon on that, and yeah. then it's like here you go, white person. This is this is gonna be we put some sugar on this shit, and it's gonna taste good when you mm. when you eat it. But Insecure and other shows, you know, get a little more grittier. Yeah, it's, it's like this motherfucker. We ain't got this shit. Got hot sauce on it. And I want your mm. mouth to burn when you eat it. Yes, uh, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly what it is. So it's, but it's such a beautiful show. And the fact that like the showrunners and and I mean Issa Rae and you got like all these in the directors and stuff and yeah. cinematographers. Everyone's like women and stuff. And it's just oh yeah, they're just killing it from every angle. That episode that was just the date between Issa. It was like and the, Lawrence. Was it the second to the last episode? Yep. And it was directed by the cinematographer of the show. Yes. It was directed by the DP from Beautiful. like season two, whatever. Yeah. So gorgeous. Oh, uh, yeah. Man. Damn. What I like, I actually really liked it this season because of it's, you know, so normally shows like this, like there's like the work storyline and then there's like the romance storyline and then, you know, friends here and there. But this storyline was so much about miscommunication and friendships, which I feel like is a huge issue, especially now. Um, something that I can relate to in my life, um, things that you and I have probably gone through, things that you know everyone goes through with their friends, and just the little things that add up to a lot. Um, and I like you know because of the storyline between Issa and Molly, 
and how they just their miscommunications just like built up and built up and built up to the point where they were almost not going to be friends anymore. Yes, and I and I was able to relate to both of them. Like a lot of people were just going one side, like oh, all for Issa, or they were all for, or no one was really for Molly, but. Yeah, Everyone that, was kind of like arguing which who was right and who was wrong. And I was like, they're both wrong and they're both right. It's yeah. just they need to talk. And that's, what, that's what's so true about the human condition and friends. It's like your friend's perspective, while you might not agree with them, it, it is like their truth and, and their, their experience. And so the way that they're feeling and the way that they're responding to a situation, like that is completely valid and real for them. Like, so, like, yeah, they might not have realized that, like, you didn't respond to their text because, like, you had something going on that was, like, really pressing. But, like, at the same time, they're still going to feel that lack of response. Yeah. You, and it's, it's like, it's speak up and, like, say something. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, not even just to go back to that elephant in the room, but, like. <laughs> it's just always here, baby. Yeah, their friends quarrel because they don't speak or communicate with each other properly is, like, that's what's wrong with. The, you know, the situations we put ourselves in globally and, and, and yeah. domestically with United States, especially with like the Black Lives Matter and everything like that. It's like there's two sides to this issue because both sides are either too angry at each other or not listening to each other completely. Yeah. I will say, though, that black people, people of color have been kind of shouting this shit for years and, and saying it and like and it, it's in the writing is on the wall. Yeah. So at this point, it is not the job. Uh, black people to be like, let me explain to you how bad racism is. Like, yeah, how, I don't know how much, I don't know what else we could say or do yeah. at this point. It's at the point where little white kids have to be explaining it to their parents. Like, little white kids have to be posting it on Instagram and explaining it to other people. Which be- is sad. But like, <laughs> I mean, if as long as like the conversation happens, God damn, yeah. we don't, I don't care how we got there. Let's just have, let's talk it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what it needs to be. Yes. And like so many more conversations, like from that and come from that that's why communication is important even if you're yelling at each other like at least uh, like at least at some point something's being communicated yeah because i mean i can get heated i if i if i feel like it could be with you it could be with anyone yeah but if i feel like there is a point where i'm not being completely heard or understood i'm gonna yell my motherfucking mouth off until mm-hmm. i am heard and, and listened to to some degree so that it sticks something sticks so yeah. that when we have the second conversation after that, we're not we don't start over from the beginning. We start over from where we left off. Like I, I feel like in America we keep starting this conversation over and over and over again from the beginning. Like no, we can't start it from the beginning because black people we're not living at the beginning right now. We're not we're not starting all the way like oh my god racism is an issue. We that shit that was long, we figured that out when we got here. We figured that out when you dragged our ass out of Africa that we, mm-hmm. racism was an issue. Now we are at chapter ten where we like. Now we want peace and we want justice and we want and we want shit to go and we want to be treated fairly. Yeah. So, with everything that's going on right now on social media and everything blowing up, everyone is starting this 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 whole book at different chapters, mm-hmm. which kind of makes it difficult for me to follow because I get I get very judgmental of some white friends or some people mm. where they are in their process, but I have to respect that. Yeah. They're in a different stage of this process or they're not going to completely be able to empathize with me right away. Mm. But the fact that we're all taking note of this now is is beautiful. Yeah. It's just that you know, we got to understand that we're all starting in at different stages of the game. So and yeah. black people are definitely not starting at the beginning. No. You wrote the... Well, I mean, you didn't write the book. White Supremacy wrote the book, but... 
You've been living in it. You're yeah, we've been living in it. We've been yeah. and, and we're at we're in the conclusion. We trying to end this motherfucker. We yeah. done. We ready. That's why like it's time to get to that like what what's it called like when it's like the end of the book and it's like a wrap up. You know, like the epilogue. Epilogue. Oh yes. Epilogue. We're at the epilogue. That's why if somebody's like, no, 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 let's go back to chapter one. Uh, uh-uh. uh. That's how motherfucking Wendy's get burned down. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> we at the epilogue. We tired. Yeah. Shit, I ain't trying to play no games no more. Yeah. And it's like it's not even. It goes beyond just you know defunding the police and like call oh, cops are bad. I'm like, we, we yeah. ain't that stupid. Calm the fuck down. We know the problem is bigger than that. It's just that those there are certain institutions that are perpetuating it a little bit more than others yeah. and are getting in the way of true progress. Yeah. So. And we'll definitely touch on all that stuff because oh, forever. It's been a crazy learning curve for me. So. I bet it has. <laughs> I bet it has, white boy. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> um, have we been watching anything else? Uh, shoot. I mean, better call Bunch Saul. Of stuff. Oh yeah. Well, you you've been like watching it with your fiance. Yes. But I was like, I'm remotely, I felt left out. So I was like, I'm gonna catch up on this motherfucker. Yeah. But I had already seen season one, but but ahead of the time. So That's then true. I so I started watching it again, and that show is is good. I know I like Breaking Bad, but like I was like, wow, Better Call Saul is better. I mean, I I think it is. I name. think it is better. Do you do you think it's better? I think it's better. I think it is. I think I think they figured out. What they really wanted to do and how he wanted to tell the stories and, yeah. and his style. Like, this is, it's basically like what I'm saying about what we were just talking before. Mm-hmm. They're not starting that season one, technically. He's starting true. that season six or whatever. They have so much material to pull from, so many characters to bring in and pay off. Like, we just had, like, a character, like, for where we're at, because we're not at the end and, and, you know, we don't want to spoil anything, but a character who was, you know, we knew him from Breaking Bad as always being a part of this one group he only just showed up and joined that group like last episode yeah yeah like barely yeah and barely it, and it's cool seeing all those different cameos and like different people you're like wow i know who they are i know what's going to happen to them because like yeah breaking bad is obviously the future and then better call saul is the past so yeah yeah i just these shows like look ridiculous nowadays like the high mm. definition and the quality and the shots that they're taking i'm like these are some cinematic ass like <laughs> david fincher type awesome ass shots like this is this shouldn't be on tv this should be a movie but yeah. it looks beautiful i mean the line is so blurred now you know i mean i i did hear movie theaters are reopening but i'm not I'm, going what'd you say i'm not going fuck yeah. that we didn't even touch on COVID, but i don't know that has been bothering me enough i don't even want to talk about it right now yeah that's uh, but yeah it's tired at this Shit, point fuck that we got netflix i ain't about to go out there yeah and also like i wasn't feeling movie theaters for a while now. I wasn't, anyway. yeah. I wasn't trying to sit next to someone three years ago. So why the hell would I want to sit somebody next to could, someone? Now? Somebody could have a disease now. Somebody could have a machine gun at, at any point. Damn, somebody could have a bomb. That. Somebody could, and that's just that's just the extreme stuff. Or people could just be annoying, loud, sweaty, smelly. All, or they could be all of the above. So yeah. I'm not sure if I'm under that. Yeah. No, nah, I'm good. Not that I, you know, don't think movie theaters should totally go away, but I've just been, I've been mixed review on them lately, personally. Uh, oh, Avatar is also on Netflix. Avatar, The Last Airbender. Avatar, The yes, Last Airbender. Not, not the other one. No, we ain't even going to jump into that. Dude. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody no has ever been talking about that. Yeah. That shit got popular for five seconds and no yeah. one cares. Honestly, but, it only got $2 billion in revenue because people thought it was Avatar, The Last Airbender. Right? That's my conspiracy That's theory. That's what I, I went in there thinking it was something else. Yeah. It, it, and it was like the, the peak of 3D glasses, so whatever. Yeah. But Avatar, The Last Airbender, that show is amazing because it 
uh, I mean, it's a cartoon and it's a cartoon for kids at the end of the day, but some it's of the themes relevant to right now. Yeah. And the stories are just so beautiful. Yeah. I, there hasn't outside of what, like Mulan, like there hasn't been a, a show or an animated character where it showcases such strong women. True. Like every, all the women in, in Avatar last have been there are gangster. Like yeah. they, <laughs> like badass. every single one, even the nicest ones, like still yeah. beat that ass. Yeah. So it's, it's an amazing show. It just it's just all all around fantastic and the fact that, you know, even though it's is it twenty it can't be twenty years old. Yeah, it 15, probably is 10 years. I feel like we fifty. What it <laughs> it has to be. It's, it's pretty old. It's pretty old. It's gotta be like maybe ten years old or or more. It no. has to be older than ten years old because if not, I was a grown ass man watching that shit from Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it when I was a teenager, I think. I mean it was probably like nineteen, twenty. Yeah, it's probably it's probably somewhere between ten to fifteen years old. Yeah, it's old. Yeah, it's old. Um, and it's still relevant. It's still really good. Storylines hold up. Characters hold up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Everything holds up. So yeah. I'm just I'm glad it's on. What's on Netflix? Yeah, Netflix. Yeah, Netflix knew what they were doing. They were like, hold on. I know HBO Max just got released, and they got Studio Ghibli movies, and they yeah. got Hayamizaki and shit. But yeah. We got Avatar, so that Hell shit, yeah. that one show, it could rival all those. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it rivals all the Ghibli movies, but no, it doesn't. Yeah. I I've been on that shit hard because yeah. that's my that's gonna be always my day one. So, yeah, you know, House Moving Castle, and absolutely, Spirit Princess Mononoke, Princess Mononoke. Oh. I saw Nausicaa for the first time, and that movie rules. Uh, yeah, that's I saw it last one. year for the first time. That basically, he basically remade that movie again, and that's like. Princess Mine, okay, but yeah, it's, that's it's, true. I mean, that's a classic. All the movies are just are great. I mean, also, once again, strong female characters in those yep. movies. So, it, man, see low key feminists they, over there. Yes, they, those Asian storylines, America, learn something from these people because yeah. they can tell a fucking story. They, they, they know how to tell history and they know how to, to really showcase strong, strong characters that are not just this typical, you know, white guy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like if you're gonna steal some cultures and shit, start, start stealing the good parts of culture, other cultures. Start yeah, stealing like the people making them. The people making them. <laughs> yeah. If you like, if you yeah. want to co-op something, actually uh. co-op and put the motherfuckers in the in the movies. And put them like in that. the movie. Let them write the movie. Let them direct the movie, and then you just put your name on it and get ten percent. Yes. Whatever. Like Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Just do that shit and. What, like, didn't he do that with a movie? I, uh, yeah, he did. No, was he it did. like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Yeah, or he just put his, he slapped his name on it and got it overseas. I mean, was, I'm sure he did more than that. But. Yeah, there was other movies and stuff, but yeah, yeah. he done that. I think also that they he who should not be named also did that. But we ain't going there. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about we his soggy enough, ass. We don't have enough time in the world <laughs> <laughs> right now. Yeah, I heard he used to fuck yeah. the movies up though. Um, Besides this podcast, Mike, what else are you doing right now? I am. Well, I used to do improv, and but then now we're not allowed to be around people. When the, when does re- improv reopen? I don't know. I think that's in phase three or something. Is what phase the, are we in now? Phase two, I think. Oh man! I don't know. Shit, they don't know either. We we just winging it <laughs> at this point. <laughs> they just saying we're gonna let let the leader doors open and y'all motherfuckers can go in if you want to. Pretty much. Yeah, shit is fucked up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, other than that, like the stuff that I used to do, I'm st- still a uh, music manager for for music artists. Sick. What? Who are you managing right like, now? Like Slake Dronsky. Slake Dronsky. Slake Dronsky. He's a white rapper. 
So he's Damn. having the time of his life right now in this Black Lives Matter movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but good luck. No, nah, I know it's he like he's a, really he's, cool. He's great, and he and he is such a critical thinker and someone that is really mindful of of who he is and where he is and what space he's in. Yeah, and very aware. I, yeah, so I'm think he's 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 necessary for the movement. He's necessary for for that that particular uh, creative space of hip hop and, and rap. So definitely. Yeah, and then uh, there's a couple more people. Everyone's pretty much people of color other than, other than him. Um, but yeah, Subi, uh, she's a singer songwriter. She's amazing. really cool. I saw I saw one of her shows. Yeah, she great voice. Yeah, powerful voice. Yeah, she be doing some stuff. I'm be like, I don't know. That shit sound like an alien. Like I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> I don't even understand. I can't. I can't even have one it's, melody, let alone all the stuff you be doing. With it's your like voice. operatic, like the alien from Fifth Element. Yes, that's what I was like. The like the opera, the blue lady. <laughs> yes, yes. But she's rocking out. But and she that incredible. shit was that was hard. And yeah. then I was like, damn, she hitting all them notes at the same. Yeah. But yeah. Great singer and. uh then some other folks, they they're kind of their stuff is not so necessarily out there on Spotify and everything, but up and coming. They yeah, they working and creating music and making stuff. That's, That's awesome. uh, Molly Pop and Kaylin Beach. Oh, I've heard that name before. Yeah, it's the same name as our roommate. Oh <laughs> wow, what a coincidence! Isn't that a coincidence? Yeah, yeah, he he makes music. It's crazy. That's awesome. All right, well, I think that's our that's our first podcast. That's that's the baby. We just we just had a first podcast. We just birthed baby. it. Yeah. All the juices on the floor just slap, slip I'm, sliding around. I don't like this analogy at all. <laughs> you started it. I did start it. Damn, I started. See, that's just like a white person says some shit like that. Hey, you look, started. You you started this. All right. <laughs> we could absolutely end it on that note. Cause that's what we do. All right. Mm-hmm.